Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Reagan Thompson. Today, we are going to explore the topic, break free of the herd, let go of the fear of fitting in. We are going to take a deep dive into this topic with our guest, Reverend Jesse Brune Horan, spiritual teacher, writer, activist, founder of Active Love Ministries, and co-founder of Inspire Spiritual Community, a Los Angeles-based independent New Thought organization serving the LGBTQ community and allies. But before we begin, let's start with some questions for our listeners. Are you living your own life or possibly the life that was expected of you? What causes us to forget our true self and begin to live like another? What is the power and importance of designing your life to match what your soul came here to learn? What are some of the ego tricks you may experience along this journey as you attempt to live as your true self? What are the primary benefits to diminishing the ego and letting your soul lead? What is the difference between soul and ego? How can living and leading from the heart heal everything? Are you the master of your mind or are you letting it rule you? How can practice and discipline internally begin to change your life rapidly? What is the herd? How do you break free? My guest today is Reverend Jesse Brune Horan. Jesse's the founder of Active Love Ministries, a new nonprofit organization offering comprehensive training and licensing programs for emerging spiritual leaders, teachers, and activists. He's also the co-founder of Inspire Spiritual Community, a Los Angeles-based independent new thought organization serving the LGBTQ plus community and allies. He served as spiritual director from 2013 to 2019. Jesse leads classes based on the teachings of Science of Mind, A Course in Miracles, The Way of Mastery, and A Course of Love. He offers meditation training, meets privately with clients as a spiritual coach, facilitates yearly healing retreats, and offers live wisdom teachings. Jesse is a lifestyle expert who has co-starred on the series for Bravo, The Food Network, and OWN. He also co-hosted the popular podcast, Alternative Styles for Westwood One Media. Jesse apprenticed under Reverend Jennifer Hadley for over five years, holds two ministerial licenses from Inspire Spiritual Community and Community Miracles Center in San Francisco, and he was ordained through Inspire Spiritual Community, and he's a Lake Cordon Blue train chef. So great to have you here today, Jesse. Thank well, you so much for coming. It is an honor and a blessing. I'm, I really am. This is fun. I've never met you till today, so this is exciting for me. I love meeting new people that are doing the good work on the planet. Bring it, <laughs> doing, doing the bring work it, for doing sure. Doing the work. Emphasis on the work, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not always easy, but just so, so powerful and so needed right now, right? Yeah, and it's interesting. Once you get bit by the bug, sometimes it's... I, I always say that standing in unconditional love and for unconditional love should come with a warning because once you do, then you have every opportunity to really strengthen that muscle. <laughs> so you'll be faced with like the most challenging situations and people that will help you um, 
go beyond what you thought was possible when it comes to un- unconditional love. Same thing, I think, is when you stand as a spiritual teacher. It, it will, uh, the universe will just provide you with ample opportunity to <laughs> really recommit and recommit and recommit. But after a while, there's nothing else that you can do. And I remember um, I was in the car with my friend and teacher, my mentor, Reverend Jennifer Hadley, and um, my husband and I picked her up. This was before kids, before anything. She was sitting in the back of the seat in, my, in our uh, in our, the back of our car, and she goes, "You know, guys, I just um, I just don't want to talk about anything other than God anymore." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I totally get it." And I think my husband was like, "Oh." God. Oh, no. <laughs> That's going to be one of those nights. It's going to be a gaudy night. <laughs> I totally get it. Well, you know, it turns out if we're not talking about God, then what are we really talking about? Exactly. You know, that's really the interesting thing about the world today and so much of the conversation that people are having is like, what kind of conversation are they having? And we actually, I have this conversation as well with my husband. And, you know, there's so much ego going on in the world, as you know, right? This whole uh, EGO, edging our God, God is self out, right? <laughs> not ego's not our amigo. So it's, it is true that, you know, what kind of conversation are we having and how does that bring forth um, who we are through the conversation? And, you know, how do we show up because of that conversation? So I appreciate what you're saying. I'm so happy you're here because we're going to be talking about breaking free of the herd letting go of the fear of fitting in. And already we're already starting to dive into an aspect of that topic, which is, I mean, one of the ways to break free of the hurt I know in my life has been to start to really notice how I am communicating in my life with people, how we're, how we're being in the world. That reflects you know, more of this idea of who we really are, right? So that is such a, I know it's such an issue on the planet. I know it was for me in this life. I mean, it caused me to feel very ill for many years. You know, I had a very serious um, illness in this life that was dedicated to the fact that I was not being who I was. I was following a path of, you know, what I felt like I needed to be for others, which was more of a competitive sports life and model or whatever, these other things, right? So, you know, it led to a 20-year-long eating disorder, you know, that where I almost died on multiple occasions. So, to heal from that, to resolve that inside myself and my life and to rise above that and then to be able to share that, I know for a fact that the reason why that happened for me is I came in awake and bright and light and then the lights went off when I started to do that. I started to try to resonate with the herd. I started to try to be like them, like my family, like the environment I was in and to watch myself deteriorate because of that. So I'm excited about this topic because there's so many people I know, including friends, that are still doing that or starting to break free of that. And, you know, this can go to a high level of conversation, right? They could start at a medium level where it's someone who might just be trying to break free subtly. So that way they can just simply maybe have a decent life. Or there's those who are like, I'm done. I'm breaking free and I'm leaving the matrix. And that might leave, you know, to the point where they also discover their healing gifts and get on board with becoming a, a spiritual teacher possibly, or who knows, they don't even know they're a high level clairvoyant or psychic, right? They have these gifts that have been obscured by this trying to resonate with the collective field of consciousness that really is, you know, not who they are. Well, you said authenticity, which I think is such an important and valuable quality, um, something to truly aspire to. And because I think authenticity is very healing, which is why I really appreciate people like you. And I really do my best to um, stand in this in my own teaching as a spiritual teacher, as a minister, 
to be transparent. I think transparency is very healing. Authenticity is very healing. And one word that I really am starting to edge out of my vocabulary is vulnerability. I think we've made sort of an idol out of being vulnerable. But when we really explore authenticity and we really explore transparency, we realize and we become and we we begin to develop a more clear experience of our true self, we realize there's nothing out there that can harm us. And so there's nothing we say vulnerable as if we're sharing this 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 thing about ourselves that can and in so sharing we we can harm ourselves or we can be hurt by doing so which is all just of your own making because there's nothing out there that's going to hurt you. In fact, once you share and this has been my experience, once I shared the messy stuff, the addiction stuff, the all that stuff that we've just judged ourselves for and we developed this narrative that we're bad, we're broken, we're hurt, we're all blah 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 blah. We are not bad, we are not broken, we are not unworthy. Let's just lead with that so we can get to a better conversation. Once we realize that I'm perfect, whole, and complete because I'm an extension of the divine, and that's the truth of who I am. Now, I'm going to share my process and my experience of getting to that. And once you share that, what you think is you being vulnerable, you realize everyone else in the room is like, oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I do that too. Oh, you do that? We can do that? We're allowed to do that? And we're still okay? We're still worthy? Oh, great. Thank you for sharing that. So I think spiritual leadership, I think anyone can be a spiritual leader, and we teach through our demonstration. So in pe- when you are like loving yourself no matter what, when you are sharing things and being authentic so that other people have permission to share things and be authentic and we can really heal. And A Course in Miracles, I love this. A Course in Miracles says that healing is peace of mind. So it's about just accepting these things about yourself without any stink on it, without any ego stank on it. And you realize there's nothing bad about it. It's everything that like I've been so worried about, there's nothing bad about it. It's all a judgment. And so I really think to break free from the herd, to really stake the topic, that the most valuable and powerful question we can ask at any time is, is it true? Is that true? And I'll, I'll throw, I'll be really vulnerable here and share something with you uh, in a very vulnerable way. Um, since I have had, started the process of, uh, we did foster to adopt. And so this has been like a three and a half year, four year process. We literally just legally adopted our kids two weeks ago. So mazel tov to us. <laughs> it felt like we finished a crazy marathon around the world. But in the process of doing that, I probably gained 30 pounds doing the whole thing. And I'm a ex-fitness trainer, spiritual person. I had all of my spiritual friends saying, calling me and saying things like, uh, I'm afraid that you're like not in alignment because you're gaining this weight and da, 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 and what is your diet and da, 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 da. And I was like, do you know how ridiculous you sound right now? Like, oh, I didn't realize spiritual people were supposed to be thin and athletic. I didn't realize I wasn't being so spiritual because I haven't been going to spin class. Sorry that I'm over here fat and unspiritual and in the darks and the depths of, I'm like, I'm raising kids. I'm going to court. There, I had kids with special needs. And um, I, I let me rephrase that because they're not like disabled or anything. There was just, when you have kids in the foster care system, there are appointments and these kids suffered egregious abuse. And so we had um, appointments with professionals and analysis and assessments and da, 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 da. Every single day there was an appointment. 
And that was in addition to working, in addition to being a husband, in addition to all the stuff. I'm like, you think I was really like worried about getting to my heated yoga class? I wasn't. I was, I was, I had other things to do. And before that, my son passed away. We had a baby that um, we were in the process of adopting. Uh, we'd picked him up from the hospital when he was two days old. We had raised him until he was eight months old and he had an undiagnosed heart condition. And he passed away very unexpectedly, thinking we thought he had a stomach flu, but he, I mean, literally in my arms in the hospital, um, went into cardiac arrest. And so moving through the process of grieving, moving through the process of just all of it all together, and even the judgments that came up around the grieving process saying, oh, you know, that internal dialogue of, oh, you're so spiritual, you know the truth, he's not his body, he's so much more than that, he's free, and like, and judging myself for even grieving, it was it's so wacky what we do to ourselves. And so through this process, I gained weight, and I had to, like, it was funny, through all of it, that weighed on me so much. Like I was driving myself crazy until I finally got my butt to a fitness class. I was in an exercise class and not, this isn't the moral of the story. It was like, I'm okay now because I went to an exercise class. But I was in an exercise class and it was some ridiculous class where you're like on a climber and it's like you're in some sort of contraption for the whole class and people are playing Britney Spears and yelling at you and this is loving this is loving <laughs> hiring someone to yell at you for a half an hour um so I'm in this class and I look at myself in the mirror and all I said was ugh and I was like whoa hold up Reverend Jesse was that really the response you have to your reflection in the mirror is ugh and then I thought wait who said that fat is worse than thin wait what who 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 decided that for me? And when, when did I start believing that? And when did I decide that has to be true for me? Like, there's no proof of that. You can't, like, it's just a group of people that just decided, oh, this is better than this, which is absolutely not true. It's an ex it's a matter of opinion or taste or preference or whatever, but it's a preference and a taste that we've been programmed to believe. I'm sure you have no experiences that as a woman or a model or anything, that you're supposed to look a certain way or your value diminishes. And so for the rest of the class, I was doing it as like, I'm fat and I'm happy. I'm fat and I'm abundant. I'm fat and I'm okay. Fat is great. Fat is awesome. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's much more of a mantra that I'd be interested in than being like, I need to lose this so I can be better, so I can be more valuable, so people will listen to me. And the ridiculousness of the thing, uh, like, and then honoring the process, I'm like, you had a kid die. You went through grueling court processes where you were having to hold the space that a judge would determine that putting children back with abusers would not be the best thing for these kids. Like, the amount of stress and the lack of sleep and then the dirty diapers and the da-da-da-da-da-da, like, oh it's fine that you gained weight, honey. Good for you. In fact, celebrate it. Celebrate every pound. You earned it. And um, this is just an example of what you can do to break free. Like when you can ask yourself, is it true? Is that true? Where did that thought come from? When did I start believing that? And why am I making myself suffer as a result of this belief? Because here's the thing. And the good thing about the ego, it's just a belief system. That's it. The ego is just a belief system that we are separate from God, which is absolutely inaccurate, never happened, and we've developed a, an identity based off that belief. But when we remember to look at it and question it, then we can be free from it. And that's what we do, one thought at a time. And that's how we break free from the herd is honoring what you like, honoring your desires, 
I mean, it's so wacky that we've been taught to not uh, that there's something wrong with desire. Like we're not supposed to want things. That's such a that's such a stupid e- spiritual BS thing. Like we're not allowed to want things. That's go towards the things you want. Like go towards the things that you like. Move in that direction. Trust that it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Free yourself from that, and then you're going to free yourself from the herd, and you're going to realize the herd is a group of people that just aren't questioning their beliefs. I mean, maybe they are. I don't want to be like so like holier than that spiritual guru, like, like, oh, don't be a sheep. Like, there's happiness that can be found in any of it. But if you feel yourself, if you're uncomfortable in the situation and it's a result of an unquestioned belief system, mm-hmm. that's where we begin. Just and, and we just begin by becoming willing to question it. Mm-hmm. And then the path is shown. You were mentioning that, you know, with the Course of Miracles, the primary um, direction that you guys take with that beautiful teachings is that you're seeking peace of mind, correct? Peace, it's all about peace. Right. So if that's correct, and it is, which is we're all, I feel like that's the grand finale, hopefully, of the whole path, really, that you've reached this consistent state of peace. And and I know what peace feels like. It's been something I had to really work towards. And I'm not saying I'm always peaceful by any means. I'm saying that I know what it feels like. I've accessed it to a high degree now more than ever. And it feels amazing. And it's it's a consistent, beautiful, kind of relaxed state of being, right? It's whatever the description is for someone. Well, the truth is, based on what you're saying, though, what I'm hearing is that, you know, inevitably so, if you're not feeling this peace inside yourself, then where is that coming from? What's causing that? Is it caused by, like you said, your belief systems being off kilter? Perhaps you have a belief that you have to look a certain way, be a certain way, your weight needs to be a certain way. Once I'm this way, now I can be peaceful. If that is going on for you, it's just based on what you're hearing uh, or what, you, what you're saying, then there's something off off here, right? There's something off. And so, yeah, of course, I've dealt with that. My goodness, like, you know, being the way I look or being blonde or being whatever. Um, I've had so many moments and years of teachers and facilitators that I've worked to clear out any of that need to look a certain way, need to be a certain way, um, all based on this egoic strategy, which is really the ego's whole mechanism and the way it's designed is this needy, safety-seeking, control-seeking mechanism, constantly working its its ways, right? I don't see anything wrong or bad about the ego. I simply see it as this mechanism here for us to learn how to master love. And that's what I've learned. And so if that's off kilter, if you don't feel like you feel that peace, if you feel that when I'm talking about some of this insecurity or this judgment or whatever we sometimes do to ourselves, and it sounds like, you know, you recently experienced that and you rose above it, then what can we do to change our direction and make choices and meet maybe new people or try something different that helps us find our way so that we no longer are, you know, resonating with this low vibration of feeling this way about ourself. And, um, you know, so that means it's a teacher to find or a program to find or a meditation practice or um, some sort of new discipline spiritually that you bring into your life that starts to help you um, let go of some of this crap, you know, right? Then great. That's, that's what's available now. And it's available now more than it ever has been. You know, there's so much availability to resources now than there ever was to 
help people wake up and stop trying to be like others, what's expected of them. I, I have a couple of friends who are just phenomenal beings that just now broke free of this old way of being. And they're, you know, they're on the doctorate path and the, <laughs> you know, the path to be, you know, the professor. And, and it's like, wow, I, I really learned a few things from that. And I realized that wasn't bringing me joy. It wasn't bringing me peace. I, I realized I actually started doing that because my parents kind of thought it was cool. And then everybody around me was proud of me, supposedly. And But was I proud of myself? No. You know, and so, but I did it for like, you know, I'm just saying a story of someone, um, this person I'm thinking of, he did it for, you know, 15 years. Now he's broke free and he's completely on a beautiful spiritual path, which is so fun to watch. And he's coaching and his own way with the way that he can coach and help people. And it's specific to his unique gifts, skills, and talents. And um, his life is just all being altered dramatically every day. He's just so much more peaceful, so much more joyful. He, I mean, when you see this man, his light is just turned on. Um, just an ex one example, you know, he left that, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what people will like if I do it. Then now I'll fit in, right? People will like me and then I'll be safe right? The word safe again. And that whole word, right? Like, can we just diminish it completely and let it go out of the vocabulary? Because it's not even real. And it's, well, it's an know, internal sense of feeling okay, I think instead. It's funny, like these conversations, they can really breed super like conspiracy theorists. <laughs> because <laughs> when you sit back and you look at it, you're like, oh my God, we've been duped. We've been duped <laughs> by someone that got it. And they they got it and then they made us believe something so that they could be in power and we won't question them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that happened, although I'm pretty sure it's happened. Um, but so you have to like break free of that. And again, I think it comes back to being courageous enough. And I say courageous because it is, like you said, we are addicted to to safety, right? Mm -hmm. To think that we have to be safe. But if you're willing to believe and be courageous enough to believe that there's nothing out there to get you, then you can then you can start at least the the process of breaking free. And um and you brought up something too, like thank God for our emotions. Thank God for our restlessness. Thank God for contrast. Because you get yourself in a situation that you do not enjoy. And if you are done enough and willing enough to say there's got to be a different way, because you talked about peace, you know, the alignment is peace. When we're at peace, we're in alignment. Alignment with our true authentic self, our holiest, highest self, our, our loving heart. That's what alignment is. And that is, a, that is um, a result of being at peace or peace is a result of being in alignment, however you want to look at it. And, um, but we often don't get there until we have the experience of not liking what's happening around us, not feeling that way. So thank God for these negative emotions. Thank God for the discontentment and the anger and the boredom and all of this stuff that inspires a new path, inspires a new approach. So whenever we are upset or angry or whatever, we can be like, oh, good. I'm so glad that I'm feeling upset, that I'm depressed, that I'm whatever, because now I know that I'm believing something that isn't true. And now I'm willing to believe something else. I'm willing to try something else because I'm not interested in feeling bored or discontent. Listen, 
I recently stepped down as spiritual director of Inspire Spiritual Community, which um, you mentioned in my very long bio there that I had been doing, uh, I was co-founder and spiritual director for the last decade, and I just stepped away. And a lot of it was the result of uh, the kids and stuff like that. I just really needed to put my full attention into my family. And um, so, uh, which, by the way, they're doing fabulously. These boys are just shining, beautiful, rambunctious, crazy kids. We just had our last uh, group, like, our last group of, like, assessments and everybody's exactly where they're supposed to be. It's like one of the wonder, most wonderful things. We're so addicted to specialness that we want our kids to be like extraordinary and like outliers. But the best thing I ever heard was like, you have two normal, healthy boys. I'm like, perfect. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. Um, but I digress. So, um, so okay. So I took a job as a chef. I'm a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef. So it was always like my side gig. And I took a full-time job as a chef, and I was getting paid an absorbent amount of money to do so. It was fabulous and great. There was a commute, and it was a corporate gig, and I never had worked corporate before. And I thought, I'm, something new. I'm just going to try something new. Uh, while I figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life, I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because there's this real work um, ethic there, which is work hard. Work hard, work hard, work hard. If you're working hard, you're going to be successful. And it's important to be successful. And this is what successful people do. This is the cars they drive. This is da, 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 da. And I was like noticing it and noticing it. And I was just like, maybe it was like my year of doing a podcast for like women that I became like a staunch feminist where I was like, this is some masculine male machismo bullshit. I'm like I, I don't I don't believe that we need to work hard. In fact, I want to work like the when I'm doing stuff that I love, it feels like play. And so I started doing that. Be like, I'm going to be professionally playing from now on. I'm I'm leaving, getting work out of my vocabulary, and it just wasn't vibing with the people there. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna like work 14 hours for coming up with recipes. It's not what I'm interested in doing. It doesn't feel good to me. And maybe I just respect myself too much to not do things I don't want to do anymore. And I had. Um, a director like yell at me (laughs) and it was I wish I had it on camera because we immediately course corrected and what I said was oh I'm sorry I think you've mistaken me for someone that you can yell at so I'm going to give you a moment to take a breath so we can have a conversation because that's the only way we're going to be communicating here and uh, I just remember the uh, the assistant in the kitchen (laughs) looked at me was like I can't I can't, like, he was just like, his jaw just fell open. He was like, you can talk to directors like that? I'm like, yeah, he's not, what, like, who is this person? It's not Obama. Like, what, what am I, like, I don't have to respect him. Like, like you, like, I, some respect is something that I think we earn, you know, at least in that capacity. And, and I feel like we can communicate lovingly to each other. Um, I didn't use those words because that would be... You know, that would be such an eye roll, but like, (laughs) but it's true, you know? And, but what I did, what I, what I started to realize was like, okay, like corporate culture, as wonderful as it is, and maybe it's different in other places. I don't know. I only have this experience, but it's the experience that the universe gifted me so that I could get clear on probably not for me in this capacity. And I, and, but what came up was this wave of feelings of like, 
This is what you're supposed to do. This is the responsible thing to do. This is what a responsible parent does is they have a job they go to and they get a steady paycheck. You're not allowed to just trust that the universe will provide. You're not allowed to da 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 And so I, I, I had to look at all of these things because like you said, safety is an issue, right? You're safe if you have steady employment. You're safe if you have a traditional job. You're safe if you work up the corporate ladder. This is what, and then you build your your your. I almost said 501c3, but that's a nonprofit organ. If you're your 401k, um, you can see where my mind is. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is what is going to make it safe. This is what's going to protect you. This is what's going to da 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 da. This is what a responsible person does. And so I had to really look at that and say, yeah, but I know through experience. And what's fabulous about my path as a minister and really the gift of having my son transition. Um, from the physical into something much more awesome, I'm certain, is he walked me over the bridge from faith to knowing. And that's a really powerful place to be when I'm like, wait, I forgot for a second that I'm Reverend Jesse. And I know that spiritual law governs the universe. And I know that when I am in alignment with peace, that my life reflects that because the universe that I experience, the world I experience is an outward reflection of an inner condition. So that my inner, I'll allow my inner landscape to be at peace. I will, I will up the spiritual hippie shit like to level 10. I will be chanting more. I'll be meditating more. I'll be doing yoga again. I'll be eating ve- anything that I even just like, first of all, yoga is not spiritual. Veganism is not spiritual. Like people can do that. You don't have to do those things and be, to be spiritual. Okay, you can eat a Big Mac every single day and be just as spiritual as the monk in on the commune. Like just just so you know. But I have fun with it. Like 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 crystals are not going to make me more spiritual, but I love using them. You better believe. Like I have. Listen, I have thousands of dollars of mala beads <laughs> because they're fun to wear for me and I love them and they make me help me feel a certain way and so I like to have a real playful experience with it so I was like I'm just gonna up all of that I'm gonna do anything and everything that makes me feel so spiritual while I am going to this corporate gig and what began to unfold was a position that suits me better within the company because I resigned and the CEO told me, he goes, no, you don't understand how the culture has changed here since you've been here. I'm like, yeah, I've been ministering to all your people. He's like, well, what if we created a role that you could do remotely? And then I'm like, okay, now we're talking. Now I'm like, thank you. And um, so I was like, you know, when you're open to, when when you are courageous enough to follow that impulse of peace, the impulse of peace, because we've been trained not to. We've been trained to be, play it safe, which means do something you don't want to do. Work hard. Get a job. Be safe. Safe, safe, safe. You're not safe. You're not safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. And so we fit ourselves into these boxes that feel inauthentic because our authentic expression is that in which we feel expansive and we feel free and we, and we love it. And what's great is you can work a job that you don't really care about. And you can just appreciate it for what it does for you. And that's fabulous. You don't ha- And I think a lot of people fall into the trap of like, no, you have to love what you do professionally. No, you don't. You can have a job that's like, it's all right. I work at a stationary store. It pays all my bills and it lets me go on my yoga retreats. And I, I really appreciate that. Like that could be the most abundant, expansive life that you're living. And it might change and it might not, you know? And it's, are you willing to question, ask, is it true of what the collective is saying? 
is success, is safety, is good. This is good and this isn't. And when you really think about it, and we were talking about this before we started um, recording, a lot of the guilt that we experience from religion has seeped into spiritual communities to where now it's funny, we should talk about how to break free of the herd as a spiritual person, because I think a lot of people think spiritual people look a certain way. They talk a certain way. We were just talking about agape. You got to be going to agape in LA or you're not really, and you at least be streaming it for the love of God or what kind of spiritual person are you? You know, you have to be doing retreats. There's a certain way of meditation. There's a certain yoga you need to be doing. Are you, oh, you're not doing kundalini? Then, then why are we even having this conversation? You know, like all of this like right and wrong way to be spiritual has even like popped into it. And it's all crazy. It's insanity. It's the same stuff. We have made religion out of spirituality, which is not the point. <laughs> it's not the point. And if you can't laugh at yourself then I think you're really missing the point because we as people, we're so silly and we're so funny and we believe things that are just like crazy and we and we will like go to the brink of insanity to defend these beliefs, you know? We will burn the house down before we'll admit that we're wrong or that what we're doing, you know what I mean? Like, And so the peace, I think, is like the best word, the best, I guess, experience that we have to play with because we have that experience of relief, right? That like, oh, the letting go, the oh my God, like, and that's where we're supposed to move towards. Like, that's our internal GPS, right? Move towards what feels peaceful, what feels good, what do you like? And be really courageous enough to say, what I like, it, I have a mentor. This is a great example. So I have a friend and mentor of mine who's a Course in Miracles minister, maybe one of the most beautiful teachers of A Course in Miracles I've ever met. And she's also a dominatrix. And so it's, yeah, so it's Mistress Roxy or Reverend Roxy, depending on what environment you're running into her. But she, and she says she ministers in the dungeons. That's where she does most of her ministering, is supporting people and breaking free from so much of the sexual uh, limitations and judgments and stuff that we have been forced to believe, especially, oh my God, women. Like like this, We we I did a workshop with her and she really had us break down. And it was mostly for women because I think they get a lot more of the really painful belief system that men have created around sex and what value means around sex and how much like value there is in virginity and how women aren't supposed to like sex and how it's for your husband and how, you know, uh, like all the slut shaming and God forbid there's a woman who just has sex because she enjoys having sex. Mm -hmm. And God forbid like there's a woman that likes to have multiple partners because that's more interesting to her. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God, like what would we do with all of that? You know? Mm -hmm. And so, that workshop is so valuable because it's sex is be is a thing that we've just decided is the most intimate thing. We're not allowed to talk about it. It's very personal. It's all of these things like hush hush, talk about it in whispered tones. There should be shame around it, all that stuff. So for a woman to say, Oh, actually I enjoy having sex. So no, actually I prefer to have two partners a week, never the same one. I love like variety when it comes to sex. Oh, orga having an orgasm is like just the best thing in the world for me. Like that's a really courageous woman to be able to stand in that without any shame or judgment or stink on it. You know what I mean? And that's one example of what we can do. And, and, and how, when we look at like, is it true? 
And if it's not true, who gave me that belief? Who made me think that I have to look a certain way? Who made me think that I'm not allowed to like sex? Who made me think that the kind of sex that I like makes me bad and that I shouldn't have the same rights as other people that like this kind of sex? Who made me, like, if you really are interested in watching like some real spiritual leaders, look at the trans community, which I had the joy of working with and inspire a lot. But uh, people that are really like making us think, well, who says I have to identify as this gender or this gender? What if I don't identify as either of that? And we're like, no, you have to like, well, are, were you born a man or a woman? I wasn't born either because gender is not about the sex organ I have. It's about something else. And people's minds just start spinning and it's like too much. But I'm like, that's that's spiritual growth. And I think the best place to get with that is when you're like, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> do you? You do you. It doesn't matter how you identify. I, I'm in the most loving, freeing, beautiful way. I say I don't care. I don't care. You do. If you want to identify in any way you want to identify, that's up to you. And fabulous. I'm gonna do me. You do you. And that takes courage to 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 say. It took a lot of courage for me to resign from this job because my husband um, and I really alike the paycheck that it brings. But I was like, you know, I really feel my peace of mind is so much more valuable than trying to force myself to do something that I don't want to do. And thank God I have a supportive partner that's like, I don't always understand you, babe, but I'm going to trust you. You know, I trust that you know what you're doing. And especially when you have kids, you know, right? Because there's this whole thing like, yeah, but you have kids. So when you have kids, you have to suffer because it's for them. And we've created this archetype, which I just, I'm so ready to just like let go of, which is the father that sacrifices everything for his family. Sacrifice is a farce. There's no thing, such thing as sacrifice. You just made a different choice. What you're sacrificing is a fantasy you have of what you think might happen, but it hasn't ever happened. So you didn't sacrifice anything. You just made a series of choices. You know, oh, I sacrificed this career. You could have been hit by a bus. So you don't know. Like you have this career that you sacrificed for your family. So you really do get to the place, and you know this as a parent, of what am I really teaching my kids? What am I really interested in teaching them? I'd much rather teach them to follow their bliss and allow the miracles that unfold as a result of that to be their experience rather than you have to go to college, you have to get a good job, you have to do this, you have to get into debt in order to do this, and da 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 Again, my conspiracy theorist is going to come out pretty soon. But um, I am really chatty today, and I know that you have so much good stuff to share, so I'm going to just stop there. Just quite my, I'll, leave, I'll leave with this. Like, ask, like, really become good at asking the question, is it true? If it's not true, then when did I start believing that? And am I willing to let it go? Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. I have so much to say, um, I, but I know we've got a, a few more minutes here. I, I do want to say this, which I love that you said, which is um, a practice that I know that is is simple. It's effective. I'm hearing what I like to do in my own life. I try to teach this to my own clients as a spiritual teacher as well Is your question is, is this true? And um, when I hear that, it's a practice that I like to say to myself periodically through the day. I mean, there's so many opportunities. The ego is always at hand. Um, really, it's you catching and shining a flashlight on the ego in its finest form, doing what it does, which is, you know, who just said that? Who just said that? Who's who's thinking that right now? Who who just said that? Like, so is that the ego or is that my soul? Because I can tell you right now, that is not my soul. 
You know, my soul doesn't judge. My soul's not, you know, um, uh, shaming and blaming and criticizing and interested in me suffering and 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 being depressed and and angry. Sure, we can feel those things, but the soul is about you learning your life's lessons. Yes, and your soul's lessons. I get that, and that may include some suffering. That's true. And the ego would like us to just stay in that hamster wheel, just spinning around in that same paradigm of like thinking a certain way about ourselves and the world and life, right? This collective way of thinking that could be really degrading and diminishing and debilitating and de-energizing and all these things, right? So um, I think there's just this um, cool, simple practice of just having our listeners here that they can start to do what we're talking about, which is to take that make the day as a, a learning program, you know, wake up with the intention to catch the ego and when it's, what it's up to, what it's up to. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you know, who just said that? Who's thinking that? Is this true? Like, you know, we both have kind of a similar practice and this is not a new practice that we created. This is an ancient teaching. I mean, this is, this is, you can read this in some profound, wonderful Buddhist teachings. In fact, you know, just catching the ego just while it's in action. And the more that we do that, we start to transcend it. We start to diminish it. It starts to go, ooh, you caught me. Okay, well, let me try something else. Ooh, you caught me. I'm going to try something else. And eventually it's like, okay, wait a minute. So you're not trying to destroy me. You're not trying to kill me. What are you doing here? Enlightenment. We're trying to teach you. And then eventually there's that precipice where you do cross over and the ego starts to go, okay, wait, you're really not trying to destroy me? Right? And I know this because... That's where we all all we are all headed. You know, it's this idea that supposedly as the spiritual, like I love how you joke about it because it's true. There's a, such a connotation of spirituality being looking a certain way, right? You got to look this way, and you. I also enjoy my malas, right? I enjoy certain little. I have goddess dresses and flowing dresses. Do I do oh, goddess yeah. facilitation? And it's like you know, I had to like check in about my goddess facilitation ceremonial gowns because you know I'm like, oh, is when I wear that, is that when I'm spiritual, or is when I wear? That? And it's so funny because before I came in here today, my husband goes. Hey, honey, I just want to check in with you. Um, it's just really funny. This is an example. He goes, um, I'm pretty sure that you were wearing what you have on just a couple days ago. <laughs> he usually does not say. It was just such an egoic, you know, the, the energies came through and were like, how are you doing with that? And I was like, what? Do you care about me wearing in the same outfit a couple days ago? And I go, so what does that mean that I wore the same outfit a couple days? I mean, literally, this man never speaks this way. And I'm going... Um, is it all right for you that I wore the same outfit too? It was just some silly little, that I could feel the ego come through me. It was like, is that okay? Do I need to wear something new every day? Am I not beautiful unless I wear something new every day and beautiful? And I was like, just Dude, love me. What do I need to me. do so you love me? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's silly. It was so interesting. So we had this little like thing before I walked out the door and I went, okay, this is perfect for the podcast. And I drove in my car. I was processing that. And I even sent a little message to him and said, I want to thank you for Again, this funny little ego that likes to try to come in and say, you're only loved if you have a really pretty outfit on every day by your husband. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? This is ridiculous. Like I literally had a, a chuckle about it in the car and I went, yeah, I'm going to wear this outfit every day for the next week. You're going to have to get used to it. And I'm going to see how that, because I thought, you know, maybe because I smell, right? Like, And I go, does it, because I smell? And I'm he was like. support you in your healing. <laughs> By wearing this every day. <laughs> I will wear perfume. Okay. And he goes, no, you actually don't. So I'm like, well, that's what I just want to check in about. So the silliness of it, I mean, again, I, I also really want to celebrate that because this path can get really serious for people and it's really can be 
way too serious. I used to be a comedian in LA for a few mm-hmm. years and, you know, laughing has been the most healing medicine for me in this life. And, um, I highly recommend for people to have a good chuckle about all of this and stop taking this whole path so seriously. And at the same time, take it seriously <laughs> and do their discipline it, it and be, do their, it can be sacred to you. Yeah. But you know, it's, but again, it's like that, I'll share a really quick story. Um, I had I used to have lunch on the regular with one of my teachers, um, fabulous teacher Jacob Glass, and uh, he's sort of known as like a spiritual curmudgeon. Um, and uh, I was just I just finished this one book, and it was about you know it had like it was about the illusion and all this you know all the stuff that we get into that. The holographic universe and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and before I even said hello, I was like, "Okay, so if we're, uh, are, am I creating this or am I part of a creation?" And da, 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 da. and I just went and went and went and went. And he's like eating his salad and drinking his wine, and he let me like spin out. And then when I was done, he goes, "Are you are you done?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, <laughs> "I'm like, yeah, I am." So what is it? What do you think? He goes, "Oh, honey, I don't know about any of that." He goes, "I mean, I just want to know what are you doing today to be peaceful." I was like, is that it? He goes, oh, that's it. <laughs> he goes, you can take all that esoteric stuff to someone else. And he's like, what are you doing today to be peaceful? And that was such – I'll never forget that lesson mm-hmm. because I think that we are trained to believe that wisdom lies in the intellectual mm-hmm. and that if we don't have this expansive vocabulary and if we haven't read all of the books and if, because we're so afraid that if we can't prove our point, then it's not real and it's not valid. Well, honey, welcome to spirituality. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta, you're courageous enough to even begin the path by following that intuitive nudge that got you there. And then you continue to go and trust in something you cannot see until you see it, right? The proof is in the pudding. And at the end of the day, if someone were to say, well, you know, it was the Catholics that were right the whole time. (laughs) Turns out Catholics were right. You were wrong. I would say, I don't care because I was happy. And why, why is that a bad thing? I think if we strive for something simple, and I really truly believe that the deepest wisdom lies in simplicity. Keep it so simple. And allow yourself the joy that comes as a result of keeping it simple and not overcomplicating things. And, um, you know, the way will be shown. And here's the thing, like, if your jam is reading those books, volumes and volumes of books, and writing theories and all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. and that brings you joy, you do that. You go and do that. I'll be over (laughs) on the playground, on the swings, (laughs) eating an ice cream cone, (laughs) blissed out. And then when we're ready to to connect, we will, you know. But um, And that's the wonderful, beautiful, fabulous thing, like to go back to sort of our our thing is everybody has different interests, different likes. We have different – we all have different curriculum based Mm -hmm. off of – you know, what is going to best support us. And it's important that you do that, you know, Mm -hmm. and... um, You do you. Girl, you do you. (laughs) I mean, do it and then love it, but really love it, you know, and uh, and it's challenging. I think that's a gift of being gay in this lifetime, at least for me, was having to really 
I had to break up with the God that I grew up with. You know, I think a lot of LGBTQ plus people do. A lot of people on spiritual path have to break up with the God that they were raised with because Mm -hmm. there wasn't room in that God's house for me. Mm -hmm. And so I had to choose between that God or living an authentic life. Mm -hmm. And I decided to choose living an authentic life. And the result of that courageous decision, which I didn't realize was a courageous decision at the age of 14, has yielded, I mean, countless amounts of 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 gifts and joy and beauty and I'm still learning mm-hmm. you know it's and that's the thing is it's a it's a continuous process mm-hmm. but to go back to what you were saying is I mean if you can wake up as as a, as a practice if you could wake up one day and just ask yourself what do I want to do right here right now and then do that and then after you do that thing celebrate your ability to manifest that which you desire and then say okay now what do i want to do and have a full day just dedicated of what do i want to do and do it even if there's judgment that arises around it like Mm -hmm. oh well you can't not you have to you can't not not go to work you you can't go to the movies instead of going to work today Mm -hmm. and be like okay what's the fear around that i'm gonna just you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to just explore this. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to see, like, where your belief systems mm-hmm. are and also what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep talking and this is going to turn into, like, a series, <laughs> not just one podcast. <laughs> but uh, Justin, the wonderful producer, is literally giving us, like, the wrap it up. <laughs> we're wrapping it up. Uh, luckily, we're facing away from him, so we'll just keep talking. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't see you, Justin. <laughs> we're wrapping it up. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I guess my final note is, you know, we're all these beautiful divine emanations of God, right? Mm. So, I mean, whatever that is for you, God in a body, who is that for you? You know, everyone's divine emanation of God is unique to that person, right? And um, as a divine emanation, we have limitlessness available, right? Limitless power, limitless potential, limitless um, uh, possibility. It's it's limitless. We are limitless. So um, whatever that looks like for each person on the planet is unique to them. And and so that's kind of what I'm hearing us say to everyone and hopefully for all the, our listeners that they too can just take a moment and just check in with themselves. Just say, you know, where am I at with my power and potential and possibly in this life? Like where, what am I doing right now? Am I happy? Do I feel peace? Can this change for me? Because um, let, let me tell you something. You can start where you start, and you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything. And the sooner that you decide to break free of that, right, which is the herd, you can simply be you. And that in itself is going to feel so liberating and energizing. And it's really something you just have to try on for size, right? Because you, as you know, until you just start making those strides towards that direction, you don't know yet. You just you just have to start where you start. Or perhaps someone maybe is midway through that process and they're just getting ready to take it to another level and another level. And um, just celebrating your own energetic um, frequency and whatever that looks like each day too, that balance that you find that changes, you know, consistently. And um, not be afraid to be you because supposedly somebody's not going to appreciate it or like you or you're afraid you're not going to be um you're going to feel lonely so this is all just an illusion as we are saying today it's not even real you know there is no such thing as loneliness or separation it's been created by the ego right and the flip side of that too is just let them be them Mm -hmm. you know like if if you're really committed to being you let them be them yeah and the good news is if you don't if you're like i don't know how to do this (laughs) the really great news is if you're just willing 
then the way will be shown. A mustard seed size of willingness is all that's required yeah. to begin a transformation. So good news is you don't, because a lot of people will try to affirmations that they don't resonate with or don't really believe. And then they just feel stupid saying, well, I'm abundant when you have no money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So there's, I'm willing to feel abundant. I'm willing to change. I'm willing to feel at peace today. And just develop that practice of willingness and, and the rest will just take care of itself. Thank God. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. This has been such a great time with you. I really have enjoyed speaking with you, and um, I really feel like a nice, fun resonance with you, and I think we had a lot in common. I just enjoyed hearing what you're up to in the world. Um, Thank you for you being you. You know, you've got quite a story. I know you've been through a lot lately, and you've got these new children. I'm so happy that they're healthy and they're thriving. Thank you. That's amazing. It's Mm -hmm. amazing to hear that. It really moved my me and I felt some my heart fluttering greatly for you in that way. It's really beautiful. Thank you. And um, so keep doing the work that you're doing. I'm so happy that I've met you and it was an honor to work with you today and hear what you had to say. Thank you so much. It's uh, (laughs) always a joy to just you know, just to talk about God. That's, <laughs> like, yeah. Let me do it and I'll do it. <laughs> so Jesse, if you have anything coming up, any offerings that you have coming up that you'd like to share about with our listeners, that would be great to yes, do that now. Yes, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're launching officially Active Love Ministries, which is activeloveministries.org in 2020. And what this is, it's like uh, training and licensing programs for emerging spiritual teachers. So we have spiritual counseling licensing, ministerial licensing, meditation teaching um, certifications. And we also have a really great 21-day radical self-love challenge, totally free. This is 100% my commitment to supporting people and just feeling good this year. So it's all at activeloveministries.org. Check it out and... um, yeah, that's it. And there's plenty, plenty to keep you busy there. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by the Consciousness Network. The Consciousness Network's mission is to establish, promote, and advance conscious communities. It contributes to local and global well-being through its ongoing programs, which serve as meeting spaces, training grounds, resource pools, and a support network to help the Santa Barbara and Southern California community fulfill its potential and impact the world. The Consciousness Network strengthens the bonds between all of us, creating relationships through which true healing, service, and transformation can take place. For more information and to sign up, the Consciousness Network may be contacted at www.consciousnessnetwork.org. So if you enjoyed being with us on this podcast today, I would really love it if you join me on my website. It's reaganthompson.com. And on my website, you'll find any upcoming events. If you prefer to get into an event, there's even a place that you can buy your tickets for the event, as well as testimonials you can check out there, as well as audios and podcasts. This is all free on my website. I have been hearing repeatedly from people not only within locally uh, and around the world that they're getting a lot of benefit out of hearing the audios which are offering wonderful healing techniques for you to bring into your life so I hope that you also join me and partake in these free offerings you can follow me on social media at Reagan underscore Thompson that would be so wonderful well, thank you so much for joining me today, everyone. Um, gosh, what a wonderful experience with Jesse today. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of laughter that came through. I hope you did as well. A little chuckle as well as learn some new things. 
I really truly pray that this was helpful for you today. Breaking free of the herd. This is a really important topic, as you can see. So thank you. Thank you so much. I wish to speak to you again soon, help you further in the future in any way that I can. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Blessings.